Unite and Win episode 12. This is a good one. As I was pushing north last year, tattooing across the country, Nick found himself crossing paths with me in San Francisco as he did a residency tattooing at Lyle Tuttle's Tattoo for a couple weeks. And as long as my parking meter would allow for a couple hours, I got to get to know Nick and share that with you here and now. He's been tattooing since he was a kid. His story is unconventional at best, but he is definitely a doer and not a wanter and someone I respect in tattooing quite a bit. If you're not familiar with Nick, there's a lot to unpack. Stick around. Without further ado, this is the Professor York interview. I remember when I first started following on Instagram, I think it said like a uh, 17-year-old tattooer or something. Yeah. And I was like, what? And I thought you were just like this like scene kid that was just like saying like, oh, I'm like young. But then the next year it was like 18-year-old tattooer, 19-year-old. I'm like, he must actually be like 19 at that time. Yeah. But you like had face tats and shit right out the gate. Yeah. It's funny that you thought I was seen because I don't think uh, I ever gave off a scene. <laughs> I was never seen in general. But yeah, um, yeah, I uh, there was a point in time where I actually put my age in my bio. And uh, it's funny. The other day I was I came across an Instagram page and it said like 27 in the bio on some dude. And I'm like, who the fuck? Like, yeah, that's who weird. cares? Like, right. That you're 27. I think you hit a certain age where your age is no longer a selling point. And for me, uh, 21 was that age. So for mm. the past couple of years, I haven't had my age in my, in my bio. Um, cause it's no longer a selling point or like a, a gimmick. So you think it was like a point of pride? Like I'm young and I'm tattooing. Yeah, like- it was, it, like I said, it was a, it was a gimmick. Whenever I first got hired at my first shop, I was 16, um, going into 17 and I was doing a tattoo on my boss and, you know, she took a photo and posted it online and she was like, you know, come see our new artist. You know, he's only 16 right now. Whoa. Get in with him before, you know, he blows up or whatever. And, uh, I mean, if you go on my Facebook way back, you'll still see the photo. And, uh, how bizarre. Yeah. Well, the, the weird thing is I wasn't allowed to get tattooed at that shop because in Texas you have to be 18 no right. matter what. Like, but tattooing, it's like a, there's not really a rule. Well, it wasn't, it was kind of like there isn't a rule because no one's ever asked, you know, like, well, do you have to be 18 to do a tattoo? And since oh. it's such a rare situation, there isn't really a rule on the books of, or not at the time, this was, you know, seven, eight years ago. At the time, there wasn't a rule in the book saying you have to be a certain age is to there now? do it. I have no idea. It's I haven't after looked. You. <laughs> uh, I doubt there is. Texas is insanely relaxed about shit. Honestly, man, yeah. all Texas cares about is as long as they're getting their money. Right. So as long as you're paying your fucking shop fees, and, you know, you're paying the health department, whatever you need to pay them. Right. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy how relaxed um, right. Texas is. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to ask you when you started dabbling tattoos, but when's the first time you saw a tattoo? When did it peak interest? What, did you, um, what was that moment? I mean, if we're going real, real early back, yeah. I remember I was like nine, eight or nine. My mom had this dude come over to the house and tattoo her out of our living room. She got Cindy on her back. Who's uh, Cindy? My mom's name. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she got it in real nice cursive with like black fading up to red. Yeah. And I remember she was like squeezing a toilet paper roll, killing it. And then we moved to Florida like a week later and she swam in the ocean and it got Whoa. all fucked up. But that was like my 
first real experience of tattooing. My dad's a tattoo artist, though, and he was never around. He's always been in prison a majority of my life. And I remember while we were living in Florida, my mm. mom bought a kit for my dad, like an <laughs> idiot, and sent it to him. No thinking, way. Yeah, thinking that it would be allowed in prison. What? I don't know what the fuck my mom was thinking. Did she but get in I, trouble for it? What? Did she get in trouble for it? No, they just probably like, just sent it back. Okay, yeah. I mean, they literally, they the guard office probably got a package and they're like, okay, yeah, let's inspect it. What yeah. is it? A I wonder if that's kit? a common thing people do on accident. I have no idea. Because uh, common sense is so common sometimes. I wouldn't try that. You know? I, well, you know, I don't, e- I don't even know. But I, what's the harm in it? Like, I just can... remember my mom buying a tattoo kit and I'm like, what are you what's that for and she's like oh i'm sending it to your dad i have no idea but Trip so out. then fast forward um i remember i was 13 or 14 and mm-hmm. um i had uh two part-time jobs uh i worked at hot topic when i was 14 and uh my grandpa owned uh owed owned a lawn mowing company and uh, we would go around and mow lawns for people. And I mean, like, big lawns. like Texas it, lawns. It was, like, this was, like, a real fucking deal. Like, my coworker was, like, a 36-year-old Mexican dude who couldn't speak English, but he made really good flan. And every morning, he'd bring us, like, a little flan cake. Um, Sick. But, and I was 14 at the time. So, I mean, and it, it was a real fucking job. Yeah. And um, one of the clients was real tight with my grandpa, so my grandpa would go inside the house and just leave a bill on the table. And one time, you know, I went in with him and I was looking at his shit and he had a tattoo kit on his bookcase and I opened it up. Mm. I was like, oh shit, what the fuck is this? And I was like, oh, it's a tattoo kit. Um, and then, then at the, and right around that time I had started getting Who's was it? It was the dudes? It was the dudes whose my okay. grandpa's lawn was mine. I don't know why the dude had a tattoo right. kit. It was a really nice house too. Normally huh. a nice house, you don't find shit like that. Um, but that, that was my first like experience with tattooing as a, as a young teenager. Cause I really don't count, you know, when I was like eight or nine, because I just, I didn't, I wasn't even grasping the whole fucking situation. Wait, what happened at eight or nine? When, uh, my oh, mom okay. bought the, got tattooed and bought my like dad a kid. chatting out the womb or something. Yeah. How far does it go back? Um, so at 13, 14, you, did you start messing with the kit, playing with it and stuff? I, it was 14, probably not 13. 13, yeah. 13 was when I was getting pierced. Right. So it was piercings, and then 14 was like, okay, I can start getting tattooed. <laughs> oh, um, man. I was in eighth grade, and I went to a middle school for just shitty kids. Like, I got kicked out of my regular middle school for disrespecting the principal a bunch. And, um, <laughs> stupid. And so they send they send you to an alternative school for, like, kids who are like basically borderline expelled and um all the kids there were getting tattooed but like little like thuggish tattoos like money signs behind the ear you know your name on your arm and they were all getting tattooed by this one mexican dude named polo and i had no idea who he was or how to even it was kind of like a drug dealer like you gotta know somebody to get their their information right well by the school there was a library and on my way home one day i was just sitting outside the library waiting for my buddy to get out of school and uh this mexican dude came up to me and was like yo you look like you know you dig tattoos do you, do you? and i was yeah yeah man tattoos are awesome and he gave me this shitty little printed out card it was like obviously he had just printed them off at the library mm. 
and it's a piece of paper and it had like a shitty little skull graphic or whatever the fuck it may be. And he's like, I do tattoos. And then like the next day in class, I drew up a piece of tribal with like a decaying heart inside of it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm getting this. And then the, the day after, um, I told my mom I was staying the night at my friend's house and w instead I just dipped and went to the tattoo artist's wow. place and it took eight hours. You I still have it? Fuck yeah. I, I, I was in the process of covering it up, but now I don't even care anymore. <laughs> Where's uh, it at on you? It's, it's on my arm over here. Sick. But um, yeah, so it took eight hours and the dude charged me 20 bucks. Yeah. I remember the dude's name. His name was Anthony. And while we were doing the tattoo. I know him. Yeah. <laughs> while, while we were doing the tattoo, um, cops came for his neighbor. Whoa. It was in these really shitty, just drug apartments. Right. And he was like, oh, fuck, the cops are here. He must have been high or something because he thought they were coming for us. So right. he had me hide in his closet. No and I remember way. hiding in his closet with a fresh, bleeding arm. Because Cat the, and go seek. Yeah. And <laughs> <Tony>. then <laughs> the cops did. And he's like, oh, they were just here for my neighbor. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I I was like, this is, I didn't know anything. I was like, this is it, dude. This is how tattooing is. <laughs> so, yes. um, so I sat down and we finished it. Yeah. And I, I'm not kidding. It literally took eight hours. I yeah. fucking timed it, like right. down to the hour. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Maybe, maybe between me hiding in the closet and all that. Mm, it, right. But... I only, he only charged 20 bucks right. and looking back at it, I don't understand how that dude made a living tattooing that oh, slow. He didn't for, make a living is per se. Yeah. Well, did I, it look like 20 bucks on your arm? Yo, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, what ended up happening was he said, come back in a couple of weeks and we'll darken it up. Oh, he God. hit me with that, uh, second sesh, bro. Yeah, that, that second sesh touch up. Yeah. Um, and I went back. And I looked and I knocked on his door and I knocked and it was like a fucking scene out of a movie. I look in the window and the apartment's bare. Really? Just fucking nothing. Whoa. Like no, no furniture, no nothing. Get so dude, town and printed some new cards from the other library. Yeah, dude, <laughs> skip town. I don't know, man. Um, so that's how I got my first tattoo. I remember when I came home, my mom thought it was Sharpie. She wasn't even that mad. She was like. It's almost like she knew. She was At this like, point, you're like piercing yourself and stuff. Was I like, was super goth and super pierced. Like, right. I looked like fucking... So it was like, oh, yeah, of course you did that. Yeah. Well, that's like she She had to have known it was coming soon. I think it was a little bit earlier than she thought, uh -huh. but she wasn't super surprised. So anyways, that's how I got my first tattoo. And then the following weeks at school, um, I was able to get the contact information of the tattoo artists that all the other kids were getting tattooed by. Shit. Well, oh, you said kids had tattoos in that school. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a real ghetto school. Right. And then, and then I ended up going to that guy, and then I found a, another. And, and where I'm from, Plano, uh, there was, you know, at least I could count on my hands four or five tattoo artists that were tattooing out of their house at the time that were all tattooing underage kids. Whoa. And like in school, we all knew them and we all kind of like would trade the information, but nobody would tell the teachers or the parents who these Damn. tattoo artists were. But yeah, you could, you could very easily get an underage tattoo Trip out, at yeah. that school at least. It was a lot more. But I mean, there was kids I was, I was going to school with that were doing heroin. Mm -hmm. Like I remember this kid uh, fucking... 
can't remember his name, but he was always talking about doing cheese. And at the time, I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, you're tripping. You're a kid, yeah. Yeah, he literally had to have been... I mean, there's no good time to do 13 or 14, yeah. That's definitely not the time. Seventh grade is definitely not the time, though. Yeah. For sure, yeah. for sure, not the time. But, um, yeah. Sorry if I'm, like, rambling. This did, is the best. Yeah. Yeah, but, I like uh, this. So then, so, like, seventh grade, so when do you start getting your hands on some equipment and start dabbling? Um, okay, so fast forward, uh-huh. I got, I started getting tattooed the, the last two months of eighth grade. Okay. And then I started doing tattoos the summer leading into ninth grade. Did any of those people like put you on stuff or how'd you start? Doing um, that? what they did was they opened my eyes up to this being a realistic possibility. Like, oh, I Cause I, did there. I still oh, okay. didn't have no idea. Like I wasn't like, Oh, I want to be this. I want to do this. My main concern was how goth can I get? Let's see how right. fucking close to Marilyn Manson I can look. Yeah. Um, and I worked at Hot Topic at the time, so I You're had... pretty close. Yeah, I had <laughs> mad employee discount. Like, yeah. all I wore was trip pants and whatever metal band t-shirt I could find. Well, um, so I started doing actual tattoos that, that summer of eighth grade leading into ninth grade. Uh, I actually started on... 628 of 2011 mm. i tattooed it on my hand not that long ago That's that cool. was the day i got my kid in the mail i did a misfit skull on my thigh and i pulled that first line and i was like fuck this is easy and then i wiped it and it was just not there <laughs> it was like lining you know have you ever had somebody who was scared to get tattooed so i was like can you just do a line on me for no ink no, I haven't. Oh, I had a friend who had me do that yeah. where he was afraid to get tattooed. So but it looked like, like that was just red. like a gray Yeah, I was line. like, I'll just hit you with some water, a like a, a water line. Yeah. So it looked like that. I don't know how because I was obviously using tattoos. I had a tattoo. couple sessions on that fiend skull. <laughs> no, so I, as soon as I wiped that first line, I was like, I wasted my money. This, like the kit cost me 80 bucks. I was like, this is a waste of fucking money. Mm. And I was like, no, I'm going to finish up this skull. So I finished up the skull like an hour later, maybe two hours probably. Better than eight. Yeah. And then I called over my neighbor, Katie. And I was like, yo, I just like, come on. And then uh, (laughs) like 40 minutes later, I'm tattooing my neighbor, Katie. And I did this shitty little sun and moon design on her wrist. And she actually got it like colored in or covered up. And it still looks like shit. Like if she would have just left it how it was and then come back to me, I could have like crispened it up. Right, right. Um. (laughs) <laughs> fuck that would suck if she watches this i don't think she will um but but yeah so from the day one i from the day i got my kit i was tattooing and then the next day i my my best friend and then within a week my brother my mom has a video on her facebook of me tattooing my brother at our kitchen table whoa yeah she was she still sing- has it you should find it and send it yeah put, on it, her, put on, it right here on her facebook like and my brother was like real been out of shape about being video recorded or something. But yeah, it, it's it's on her Facebook. Um, I guess she was super stoked about it. My mom's pretty pretty supportive with all this shit. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Bizarre. But yeah, no, to answer your question, what you had asked earlier, like when when did you realize that it was like I said, it was when I started getting tattooed out of the house, that's when I made the connection you don't have to go to college for this. I thought it was like a, like a, a trade school. Like, you know, you go to the Cordon Bleu to cook or whatever the fuck right. it is. 
um, I thought it was like that where you had to take a, a schooling course. I guess it's becoming like that though. The I had on yeah. tattoo of Portland, you know. <laughs> exactly. I had no idea what an apprenticeship was. Right. And everybody I was getting tattooed by clearly didn't go through an apprenticeship. Mm. So it that was just I when I asked them how'd they start, they were like, Oh, I just got a kit and I started tattooing. Mm. That's how I thought every professional ever started. Right. So that's what I did. I was like, oh, well, that's how you fucking get into this. Right. And then maybe two weeks after I had been tattooing, I ran out of supplies out of the kit. So then I had to go and get some ink. And I was like, oh, you just go to the shop and buy some ink. So I oh, went to the, the local shop. And it was the very first time I had ever set foot in a tattoo shop. Right. And uh, I asked to buy some ink and they were like, what the fuck are you talking so about? So young and so naive. And so. that's when I found out about apprenticeships. They were like, oh, you need to stop doing what you're doing. You need an apprenticeship. And I was like, what is all this shit? What's an Whoa. apprenticeship? I don't know. I thought I was a smart kid, but being 15 and not knowing what an apprenticeship is for anything. like, Yeah. Um, Whole nother world, though. Yeah. It, adult it, world. You weren't an adult. How did yeah, you know it, about that world? It really, it really was. Um, so then my, my, the next couple months was just a quest finding an apprenticeship. Mm. And that was a fucking nightmare because I was so young that um, nobody wanted to apprentice me. And everybody right. was like, just stop tattooing, wait till you're 18, and then get an apprenticeship. But I'm like, that's in three years, dog. That's, that's a lifetime away. That's Yeah, for a 15-year-old where slow. everything is moving fast, there's no... And I had already had the shit in my fucking... In, it made you want to do it more. Yeah, it just like like I'll you can't you. just put away something like that in your closet, you know. Right. It's like having a really good porn magazine, but you can't look at it for three years. It's like fuck no, dude. It's right down my closet. Yeah. I can go get it. Yeah. Like it's like I don't have that kind of self control. Right. And uh, I didn't have that kind of patience, so I, I just kept at it, man. And then after a while, I couldn't find an apprenticeship because. I had kind of like built up this name for just tattooing out of the house. Mm, tattooing. You're kind of in too deep, huh? I was in too deep. I, you know, was branded Scratcher and it was just like. Right. So then they were like, not only can you not have an apprenticeship because you're young, but you can't have an apprenticeship because you're just a Scratcher and we don't want to have to unteach you all of this. And I'm like. Yeah, your reputation's already. Yeah, there. I'm like, okay, dog, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um. So so then yeah, I just kept tattooing out of the house until I got. Uh, what age? What age were you like ripping out the carpet in your bedroom and throwing down? I was oil? fifteen. Yeah, yeah, I was fifteen. So your mom was hyped. Dude, my mom was fucking really not knowing what the fuck was going on. <laughs> yeah. But it worked out because I'm like by far the most. It's fucked up to say I'm the most successful person in my family, or at least in my immediate family. Um, and I think my mom saw that like oh shit he's building a career like he's he didn't just buy a kit and just tattoo a couple people and said mm. fuck this but it could have been it, i mean how could you tell that early like looking at that video and looking at those photos you now would you see potential in you then like a lot of it could be luck or maybe it's just persistence if you were to talk to me the mm. way i talked about tattooing the way i was like at that time my goal was to be a professional mm. it was like what do you want to do with this? I want to become a professional. At that time, I saw professionals as like not even the same species of like, if I found out you were a professional tattoo artist, I would look at you like fucking a rock star. I I wouldn't even I, like get quiet and shy. You know, I wouldn't. Right. 
So that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a fucking professional. And I remember like one day while I was at that shop, um, I was like sitting down and um, I just, it kind of hit me. I was like, oh shit, I'm a professional now. Like um, I, it just kind of like hit me. Like there's, there's no card that you get like, okay, you're a professional as of today. You know, in some states there are, but in Texas you don't have individual identification cards for tattoo artists. So that's just, you kind of, when you're walking out of shop, you're a professional. And mm. if you're not at a shop, I guess you're not. I mean, I could yeah. tattoo out of my crib right now and still think I'm a fucking professional. Right. Like, it's, it's, it's super weird. It, it wasn't that long ago, but it was just long enough for things to still be different. Like, mm. I, can, I can say that things are different when I first started than I am now. And in, and what I mean by that is just eight years ago, tattooing out of your house was so much more of a fucking deal than it is now. Like, if I find out someone tattoos out of their house, I don't give a shit. Well, now it's like bragged about. Like, you get to a certain point where you're so professional, you brag about doing unprofessional shit on your Instagram. Like, yeah. here's me tattooed without gloves on the homie. I'm cool today. Here's yeah. me tattooed on the fucking porch. I'm getting crazy on a Sunday. And it's like, it's like, that's... It's like cool. Yeah, no, it, you you do hit that. You do get to a certain point where once you have made it, you can kind of go no back wrong. and poke fun at yourself. But right. but even now, I see so many people who you know get up in arms about people tattooing out of their house, and I'm like, that is the number one sign of scrub shit. Yeah, is you focusing? I think, I think it's not so much like it's a symbol of what the house is, you know. And I think I think. Um, it's it's the majority of the people that do tattoo out of the house that make it tattooing out of the house, you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, some, a lot of houses are cleaner than a lot of tattoo shops, you know? And it's like, I think I think that there are people tattooing legitimately, um, illegally, whether it's private studio or out of a home or wherever the case is. Um, but there's a lot more people not. And there's usually... The argument is like the reason why they're doing it is not because they're so good they're tattooing out of leisure of their hat pad, but they're not good enough to like the shop was like the the thing, you made it, you know? Yeah. And now I think we're at a point where now like the shop is just a step. You know, now it's like I remember I remember to being in the shop, like, all right, oh, you tattoo or, or like or I know a guy has tattoos and the question was like, Oh, are you in a shop? Or are they in a shop? And that mm. meant like, oh, they're good. They're in a shop. All I need to know. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Now, now it's kind of like you know, there's like this transcendence of someone getting say popular, and then they like, and then they're they're too busy, and then they don't really, and then it makes, they're coming. They didn't really need to be in the shop unless of a sense of community. Other than that, like they're just paying a cut, you know. So then they'll go on to do their thing, where they open their own shop or they do a private studio, and. And maybe they'll even mark it as illegal, like illegal. And it's like, and it becomes <laughs> yeah. even cooler, you know? And it's like, now it's like, it kind of came full circle in a weird way where now it's like cool to be bad. It's cool yeah. to be illegal. It's cool to be secret. It's cool to be private. It's cool to not know because it's like anyone can walk in the tattoo shop door, but like, oh, where'd you get tattooed? Oh, like my God, it's private studio. Where's yeah? Oh, you wouldn't know about it. It's yeah. like, whoa, it's like a new thing. Now it's like different. I don't know. Yeah. I guess, um, I don't know if jaded is the right term, but I mm. guess just where I'm at right now, I don't, I personally don't see it as a big of a threat. Mm. I guess, I guess I'm been out of shape because I remember when I came up tattooing, people treated me, 
me tattooing out of the house as if I was the number one threat to their business. Well, see, I mean, at the point, like there was a point where maybe, maybe you were, maybe, maybe it was, you know, yeah, maybe it was more of a but threat. No, but back now then. it's like, now it's now people just know so much. And so I think people get the tattoos they deserve, whether they want to get, they want to get a cheap tattoo. They're going to get a cheap tattoo. They want a good tattoo. They're going to get a good tattoo. Yeah. They want to get a home tattoo. They'll get a home tattoo. And the person getting the home tattoo from 15 year old you isn't my client anyways. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, why am I going to be jealous, jealous of you tatting out of the pad? Like, so it's just not even in my range. And I think that now there are too many people tattooing, but there's also just as many people getting tattooed. So I think, you know, whatever you are, like your personality, the way you carry yourself, the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you look, the way you draw, like there's a type of person that wants that. If you're an yeah. asshole, that's a niche. If you're nice, that's a niche. If you're funny, that's a niche. So it's like someone's going down the street. Like, why am I concerned? Like, they went down the street because they wanted to go down the street. They didn't come, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah, I don't take anything personal there. now. And it's, yeah. I guess I just look back at all the people that took minor shit personal. I just mm. laugh. I'm like, dude, you're a psychopath for right. taking a 15-year-old, tattooing out of his crib, tattooing other 15-year-olds, you know, as some serious threat. Right. Um, but it, it's just it's just funny. I just get to I look back and I laugh got, at like, that. The, when I got the title of professional, I saw it as a threat because I wasn't that above them. And I think that what separated me from them is like, well, I passed my bloodborne pathogens thing. Yeah. I feel pretty good about that. You know, like I felt like, ooh, I'm gonna be cleaner. And oh, I changed my glove this many times. And, and it was like, I'm making an effort to do this. And they're just the devil. They're doing it. And like, that was my, I didn't compete on a competitive level. That was my competition that I was there and they were there. And so that was the us and them. And I think, I think now that's not so much my concern. Like, um, but maybe that's just getting better at tattooing and, and less concerned with others. Well, it's um it's like the it's like the apprentice. If you go to any tattoo shop mm -hmm. and you pull the apprentice aside right. and you show them a, a home tattoo artist, they they get upset and it makes a blood boil. Because but they're then, working hard. And they're yeah, not, yeah, but but then you go and you show the owner. The owner's like, I don't care, man. Whatever, do your fucking thing. I remember when I was apprenticing, I would get mad at like I heard people like. I apprenticed for three and a half years and yeah. there was people that like were out in a year tattooing like, you know, and I was just like, Oh, like, mm, you know, it, it makes you mad. Totally. And I, I didn't, I didn't consider, you know, I didn't consider what that I was, I didn't think I was getting the better end of the deal by still learning. I wanted that title. I wanted that fucking shortcut, yeah. you know, now I see the people that got that shortcut and I, and I see me and I'm, I'm, I'm actually, it took a long time, but I'm very grateful for what I went through. Um, but there's no way I could have seen it then. You know what I mean? That's so funny because I just feel like the opposite. I feel mm. like when I first came up, mm -hmm. I felt like I had the short end of the stick. And I was like, I'm having to teach all this shit to myself. Right. I, I can't even get tattooed and watch people, you know, professionals do it because I'm still under age. So it was just strictly, you know, learning what I can by myself. And I remember thinking, that seems like teenage angst, like like the yeah, world yeah, owes you no, something. Yeah, no, I was you know? definitely like had some kind of chip on my shoulder. Sounds but like the it. older the older I get, and now I look back at it, I'm like, I w at the time I wanted nothing more than an apprenticeship. Right. Because at the time, the thing I kept hearing was even after I was a professional, even after I was still tattooing in shops for the first four years of my career. I would still occasionally, oh, well, you were never apprenticed. Like they would still bring it up. If I, if an argument was ever. You wanted that title. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to just shut the people up and be like, 
because that was the thing that was always thrown in my face is, oh, you never even went through an apprenticeship, so fuck you. Right. You know, your opinion doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And, and, and for the longest time, I was bent out of shape that I never went through an apprenticeship. And now if I could go back in time, I don't, I don't think I would have gone through a, an apprenticeship the way that they wore at the time. Right. Um, at, you know, now in Dallas, it's so easy to get an apprenticeship, mm-hmm. at least where I'm. Maybe I say that because but there's I'm, probably that many I'm more shops in, now. I'm in options. the shop and I hear all the time, oh, we need a, a new apprentice. Mm. I always hear, you know, we need a new apprentice. But <sighs> I don't know, man. It sucks because it's hard to have a real good, genuine opinion on something because when you're outside of it, your opinion is super skewed. Then when you're inside of it, your opinion is also going to be a little fucked up because mm. you're not realizing that things seem a certain way because you are on the inside of the club. Yes. And you're like, it's so easy to join the fucking club. You just got to know the password. We all say the password out loud like crazy. Well, the dude outside the door can't hear that. And he's wondering, what the fuck is the password? And you're yelling out the window, just know the fucking password, dude. What are you talking about? Why are you standing there? Get in. Right. It's so... I love that analogy. It's so easy to... For me to look back. So... Long story short, I'm going in circles and saying maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And maybe maybe I would do things different. I actually did go through apprenticeships, so, but I just never completed them. I had three apprenticeships. <laughs> oh, God. My first apprenticeship was actually before I was even tattooing in a shop at 16. Really? I was still 15. I was still tattooing out of my house. Mm-hmm. And I was at a mall one day, and I saw this dude with huge fucking plugs in his ear. And I went up to him. I was like, dude, that, you know, I was just talking about body jewelry and he and i i think i was maybe tattooing for a month at this right. point and i was like yo man i do tattoos i just started print this out from the library yeah <laughs> uh I, same card i gave him out. that no i was just about to make that joke yeah um and we were at the fucking mall right. and he was like here's my card man if you want an apprenticeship come to my shop mm. and he just offered me an apprenticeship on the spot I was young. I was like, I just fucking hit the jackpot. Yeah. His shop was an hour away from where I lived. I didn't have a car. I took it anyways. I didn't give a fuck. I was like, I'm getting out there no matter what. Uh, I, and it was at a shop called psycho clown tattoo. I think, I think I was there for maybe like two months before I had to quit because I just could not get out there. Yeah, how are you doing it? Like public trans, like bus? Or you I don't. I can't even remember. I know I had friends. I would trade tattoos for rides. Wow. I tattooed there. There's yeah. a photo of me tattooing at a station. I did like a fucking. If you Google like skull, sugar skull tattoo, there's one with like a 1950s rockabilly dude with two fucking straight edge razors. Yeah. I did that on the back of a leg there. Um, is where I got my nostrils punched out. The last day of my apprenticeship, I went up there to pack my shit. I was like, look, guys, I can't keep coming out here. I'm just going to have to call it quits. It was mm. just way too unrealistic for what I had going on at the time. I just need to go back to doing it out of my house. Right. I didn't tell them that, though. Right. <laughs> um, I'm sure they knew, though. Yeah. yeah. They, they're they stupid, but not that stupid. Yeah. Um, but as I was leaving, I was like, my mom was with me because she drove me out to get my shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get my nose pierced real quick. Just like, you know, I don't know, maybe a parting gift. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. And the piercer uh, fucking punched my nostrils out to double zero. And what I, the fuck? My At mom, how old? 
I was 15. My mom didn't know. My mom just thought I was getting a nose. Well, your intentions were to get him punched out. Huh? That's a big biopsy. Oh, yeah. My intentions. Well, the fucked up part is we did him at zero G because. It's like a child's nose, bro. (laughs) Fuck. We did him at zero G because they didn't have double zero uh, biopsy punches. But then we had to taper them to seven sixteenths because they didn't have double zero tapers. The only thing we had double zero in was the actual plugs I wanted to use. We had a zero biopsy punch, and then we had seven sixteenth tapers. Whoa. And we just made it fucking work. And I walked out. Poor child. And my dude. mom. Dude, what's up with your nose? It must have been like. When she saw my nose, she over. was like, what the fuck? She didn't understand it. She was like, what's yeah. going on here? What's this jewelry? And I'm like, that, that's the size of the hole. It's just a straight bar. And she was just like, oh my God. But I had already had my throat tattooed at this point. I had my throat and my chest done. Where'd you get that done? Psycho City? No, no. My throat and my chest was when uh, I had had my throat done before I started tattooing. You're just doing it wrong and backwards and upside down, player. Sorry the timeline is kind of messy. I'm going back and forth. But I had tattoo placement and nostril punches are messy too, though. It's crazy. I technically, I got my throat done two weeks before eighth grade let out. I had the spider web. So my original throat piece was two roses with webs going up about halfway up to my neck. They stopped at my Adam's apple. Yeah. That I had done when I was 15, right before eighth grade let out. And then right before freshman year, high school started, I had an, an, an addition of some banner, a banner and some birds that brought it all the way you, up. Who's doing it? Well, I don't those drop names, but like, where are you? Oh no, I could drop fucking names, dude. <laughs> it, they're not going to, who gives a fuck? Dude? Like who cares? Oh, man. Um, the guy who did it was Polo. And then there was another lady uh, named monkey, this fucking big le- lesbian Mexican chick, man. And she was super cool. She did my chest, but she was the one that did the banner. I don't even know if she still tattoos now. We're friends on Facebook. I do know that. Um, but wild. I don't know if she still tattoos, but that's crazy, man. Yeah, it's crazy. So, but back to the uh, apprenticeship thing. Yeah. Um, so that was your first one. That was my first one. Okay. I go tattoo. I'm tattooing out of my house for a little bit. And then fast forward, I get that job at that shop. Yes. I'm only at that shop for three months. How'd you get that gig? Uh, I just asked. I was like, hey. It was local to your town. Just kind of no, that was farther than the fucking really? uh, original apprenticeship. So you're just looking up any places you could find? Any places. In like place, a checking fucking. Checking off the list. Like, all right, this person's my, who knows? Maybe, these are yeah. all those. So. Yeah, that's literally what I did. And they were an hour and a half away from where I was. So what I did was I would. Um, are you done with school at this point? I'm sorry. I just got, I confused myself. There was actually one other apprenticeship before um before i started officially at a shop right yeah the second rewind go back a little bit the second the second one Mm -hmm. was uh technically a piercing apprenticeship that was supposed to lead into a tattoo apprenticeship okay but i was only there for like a month maybe Mm -hmm. two before i got fired because the owner said that i told a client a customer that I would bring them back to my house and do like scalpel out their ears to an inch. And I was like, that's not true. I didn't say that. Why would I say that? Because at that time, I was so excited to get an apprenticeship. Because my first apprenticeship I knew was kind of at a shitty shop and I wasn't, 
I was like, you know, this is my foot in the door. But this second apprenticeship was actually, I came through a referral from one of the best shops in town at the time. And I was excited for this apprenticeship because the guy I was apprenticing under, I had really high opinions of. And I was like, this is actually a good apprenticeship. And this is a good name to, you know, say I apprenticed that. Right. Well, anyways, I ended up getting fired from that. And he came up with some bogus excuse to fire me so he could hire his friend as his apprentice. Mm. I don't know. The whole situation's messy. What happened from there? What was the next spot? Then from there, I went back to tattooing out of my crib. And then I went to the drawing board and I was like, fuck trying to find apprenticeships. I'm tired of this. You know, if people are going to throw it in my face, they throw it in my face, whatever. Then that's when I went to um, that shop. I found a shop. I was 16 at the time. And um, I, had, I dropped out of school for, to work at this shop because the, the thing is they said that if they hire me, they want to hire me as a full-time artist. That none of this apprentice shit. I was half, they just need someone in. I was half piercer, half tattoo artist there. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was a full-time employee and they gave me my work schedule and it was, uh, Wednesday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, fuck, I have to be in school Wednesday, Friday and Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. And they were like, well, if you want the job, you got to figure some shit out. Right. So I was like, Hey mom, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just drop out at this point. I, I was getting better at tattooing. I was kind of starting to get a name. People knew like who I was. People had known who I was even before I started tattooing because of the way I looked. Just I right. was super into goth subculture, so I was always like, people knew who I was um, in in my school and in just the surrounding area. But then when I started tattooing, it just made that name even like more like, oh, that, you know, that goth dude, he tattoos now. Mm. Um, so anyways, I ended up dropping out and I, I worked at that shop for three months. And then I ended up quitting because me and uh, the boss's wife just didn't see eye to eye on certain things. Mm-hmm. I was really young at the time. And yeah. my first couple years of tattooing, I worked at a lot of shops and I would quit them at any drop of fucking drama. Right. Like if they were, if they like, if I had, if I got in trouble, I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck this. I'll just tattoo out of my house. Mm. I was super immature. You're 16. I was literally 16. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I worked there for a couple months and then there was like one day I like, I fucked up a tattoo and mm. my boss pulled me aside and she was like, you can't do script no more. And I was like, oh, I can't do script no more. Well, I'm fucking out. <laughs> so I bounce and I'm like tattooing out of my crib. Learning the hard way, yeah. dude. It's been a hard road. I t- I'm tattooing out of my crib for maybe a month or two. I find another shop in Dallas. And with every shop I walk at, I get a little bit more experience of what being what a professional is like. I get a little bit more better at tattooing. I, And then three, three years go by and, you know, uh, every, everything's cool. So... But then, then my, my third apprenticeship, and this one I really shouldn't even count, was after I was already an established tattooer, I was already a professional, I had been like tattooing in shops for, you know, at least two years at this point. But this was when I kept getting thrown back in my face that I never went through an apprenticeship. Right. So my buddy at the time, Sneaker, he came up with this idea like, why don't I just apprentice you? Mm. But not really. But we'll say I did. So anybody who wants to throw it in your face, you can be like, oh, I apprenticed on the sneaker. Name drop him, yeah. And I'll vouch for you. And I was like, yeah, that sounds tight. 
at the shop I was working at at the time, I did do, I was like, you know, in exchange for that, you know, I'll be your personal apprentice. Right. But it wasn't real and it right. didn't last long. Uh, I ended up quitting that shop because it was super slow. My line, that shop was so slow, my line walk got shitty because it was so slow. Like, I remember it took me months. Muscle memory was deteriorating. It took me months to recover from walking at that shop because I was still so new into tattooing that mm. any break of fucking doing anything, you know. I remember that. You know, I remember a time, me and, me and Yessie, we came to San Francisco for our first time. And I, I think I was just almost done with my tattoo apprenticeship. And it was my first week off. And I was, like, really scared. I was, like, a week not in the shop. Like, I wasn't tattooing every day, but just not being in the shop every day. And I was, I thought it was going to, like, like, halt my tattooing. And I don't think that it necessarily did. And, and now I can take a week off and everything's fine. Yeah. But I, I remember feeling that same feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now, at that time, like I said, probably been tattooing for three years at that time if i took a, a week off from tattooing my the first couple of tattoos back into it because a lot of it's just shitty. confidence and you're new and everything's new and it's like you don't have that confidence you know and it's like and you take a, a week off of it and you're a little a little shaky and a little nervous for that one it builds up in your head you're overthinking everything you're young like yeah you're quitting on the drop of a dime for nothing anyways so like taking a week <laughs> off it's it's like, whoo, that's the end of the world. It feels like a month back then anyway. Right? Yeah. No, it's so funny thinking back to how I was attitude-wise. And I was way more argumentative back then. Mm. Lately, I go in phases of argumentative where some, some for a couple months, you can't get me to argue to save your fucking life. I'm just like, dude, I don't care. When Have you, your when opinion. you saved it up and you're ready for battle. And then there'll be a couple months where it's like, I want to fucking argue with someone. Yeah. Let's get into it, dog. Let's talk about some shit. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, well, I'm still 23. I guess that's still that. I guess mm. I'm not quite out of that. Yeah. But at the time, I was just constantly on alert for arguing. Facebook, anywhere, dog. Well, I think you just felt like you were you were in defense mode all the time. I was in, yeah, I was and in. Even if you weren't necessarily being attacked, you 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 were like dealing with that in your head i always felt like i had to prove myself exactly. to somebody and i maybe i did because i shit shit changes now i go to shops in dallas where i remember stepping in foot in that shop when i was young and they were like oh i always knew that you were gonna you know end up actually hashing it out and do you think that's true you think absolutely that? not 100% absolutely not. I, I remember this exact dude telling me. It's convenient me, to say that now. Yeah, I was like, I remember you exactly telling me that I will never be able to tattoo professionally because I've already fucked up my reputation. But can you, or can you <laughs> hold it against him? No, the thing I hold against him is like, you're a psychopath. If some 15-year-old kid came into my shop, me being a grown-ass man, even now, if a 15-year-old kid came into my shop and was like, hey, I want a tattoo... I, the last thing I would do is like get in a serious heated argument with the kid and be like, "You're doing this all wrong. You could never do this." But then again, in I'm his perspective though. I'm you, the same. You knew where that kid was coming from, so you know what that kid would need to hear. Yeah, I'm the same kind of guy who doesn't give a shit though. Like right. I don't care enough to sell, to tell someone unless they're really like fucking up. Like I don't care enough don't, to tell someone that they're fucking up. Yeah, I don't. I guess my perspective is I don't. I don't think about it, so I don't care about it, and I just don't give it the time of day. And when I do get, like, say, a message or certain things, I just, 
I just don't, I don't know. I think also it's a hard one too. And sometimes people reach out for you so they're young and they're like, you know, find their feet and like, hey, can you critique my drawings? And it's like, do you really like want to hear what I want to tell you right now? Like, you don't know them. You don't know like how, like, is it going to help them? Is it going to deter them? Do I carry their way? It's, it's a hard, it's a hard thing for me to wrap my head around. So it's easier for me to just not acknowledge it and ignore the message. There are times I, I do entertain it, you know, but I think when someone is young and naive, like the perspective you are giving us, like how can you give that that person at that age any advice or constructive criticism that they're gonna, they're actually gonna hold? It won't even hit them till however many years later. Anyways. Yeah, there's so many things that you probably heard like that that were just like so over your head, and now you're like, oh. Yeah, there there are some things. Uh, I'm now I'm like actually looking back at it shocked anybody took me seriously because there were a couple people that did take me seriously and would give me full-on jobs and I'm like wow okay yeah I don't know if I but you know that's the name of the game the shops I was working at when I was underage weren't good right well there was one that I worked at I was 17 about to turn 18 Mm -hmm. and it's called legacy arts and that was like the best shop I'd ever worked at at the time and it was a good shop in Dallas even now huh (laughs) I was there for three months again (laughs) the magic number quarterly I know man um what had happened there was I ended up quitting that shop because I was doing a guest spot in West Virginia and there was this chick I was seeing in West Virginia at the time. Mm-hmm. We weren't officially dating, but we were just fucking around. Mm-hmm. And they were like, why don't you just stay here? Just fucking stay in West Virginia. So I called my boss and I was like, hey, I'm actually not coming back from my guest spot. I'm just going to stay. My mom's going to come up to the shop and pick up my shit. <laughs> and she went to the shop, picked up my shit. And How are you in West Virginia for uh, a month because ah! <laughs> yes. yeah theme, no uh, we were there for, I was there for a month because shit didn't work out with that chick right. and it started going sour and um, um, she pretty much told our boss at the time like look if you don't send this kid back I'm mm. gonna quit and she was the oh shop. she was working at the shop yeah oh that's of course not gonna work the yeah. shop that I was guest spotting at right yeah um, and she was like the money maker for the shop mm. like she fucking was like the shop's pride and joy. Yeah. Um, so I got fired for some bogus reason. They were mm. like, oh, you were rude to this, seniority, old, yeah. this old lady. And I knew what the deal was. I wasn't even mad. I was like, okay, that's Time it. Go. So, th- so then I moved back. My feet and were getting itchy anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at the clock. It, it, was, it was coming up on three months. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, that's fucking pathetic. <laughs> Thinking like the first... Literally the first four years of my tattooing career, three or four, I could not hold down a spot for longer than three months before. I've only actually been fired from a shop two times. Mm. Um, every other place I had quit. Right. Yeah. So. So then you start. So at 17, when did you start finding your footing and like, when did you find a spot to stick around at for a bit? Um, what was the next? Well, step? when I moved back from West Virginia, I went back to the crib. Mm-hmm. That, my crib was like my loading zone mm. where it's like okay i need to make some money before i figure out my next move so let's just chill out the crib tattoo out of the house for a little bit um fuck when i think when i met stormy mm. shortly after i moved back from west virginia was when i met my current girlfriend stormy who she tattoos as well and we've been together for five years now mm-hmm. that's when shit started to get serious shortly after we met 
I moved to Austin. So whenever I, you met me, mm. or when we first started corresponding, not even a year after West Virginia. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I moved to Austin. And then I think Austin is when I was like, I need to quit this bullshit where I quit over any drama. Yeah. Now, now I it's need, starting to come together. Like I need to have a future. I was, I, I literally, I, I had just turned 18. Uh, so I was like, I need to, I didn't make a conscious effort to grow up, but I was like, I felt like part of the reason why I moved to Austin was because in Dallas I had kind of burned bridges. It's like a fresh start. And I was starting to realize like, man, I never really, I haven't recovered from that scratcher name that I had attached to myself really early on because the problem with me tattooing out of the house super early on is I was super vocal about it. And I went to a bunch of shops and I was proud about it and I would brag about it. And it was just like, I had no shame because I didn't realize that was something I needed to be shameful of. I was very right. proud of it. So I had really kind of give, given myself a name of, you know, who I was and Dude, what I was guy, doing. Yeah. People fucking knew me. Um, mm. So I moved to Austin almost to escape that. I was like, I can start new in Austin. Right. And uh, I was in, I was, we were in Austin for a year and um, we got homesick. Uh, and we just moved back. So, mm. and then here I am now. I've... And so how the transition, so you were doing traditional stuff, like very modern. I would, I would venture to say very new Neo cause you were using a lot of funky colors and stuff yeah. like that. And, um, and I remember the split sheet we did use like the FW, like sparkly, like green. Was, oh like, yeah. Glittery. Dude. I was like, damn, I got the glitter on this. I just got that. Yeah. <laughs> so then like, so so then I saw this, like, you know, I think just from you reading and getting into tattooing more and more and more, you know, as, as we all do, you're tracing things back and back and back and back and back and back and back. And so, so what, what did that look like? What was that? That felt pretty fast. So the general style evolution is actually pretty well organized. The first two years of my career, I was doing new school. Mm real like Jeremy Miller style stuff. If you guys don't know who Jeremy Miller is, just Google Jeremy Miller. He's a new school tattoo artist from... It's like Warpy Bendy stuff? Like, yeah, you know. like fucking everything. Okay. It's just, it, everything has this curve to it, yes. this shape. Mm. That's the only curve I knew how to draw. I could draw everything new school, but it only had one shape. What drew you to that style? Um, Sneaker, the guy who really, you know, was showing me, he was tattoo on my arm he did all my sleeve he did new school mm. and i it was just who i was hanging out with a lot like right i was actually hanging out with sneaker yes um we he you know so he was actually a friend of mine um and then i started working with a dude named renee and renee did new not new school neo-traditional yeah and he was always kind of like, you know, busting my balls. Like, oh, you put way too much detail. You use way too many colors. You need to chill out with your new school Yeah, so remember that's when I kind of, you were doing traditional, but you were still had some funky colors in there and stuff. Well, when I met you, it was even after Renee. So then okay. my, new, new, my new school slowly transitioned to neo-traditional because I had heavy influence from Renee. Right. And one day Renee was like, you can't do traditional. You, you use way too much detail. You use way too much color. Mm. So I did like a traditional tattoo of what I thought was. And I was like, ah, I fucking proved you wrong. I can do traditional. Yeah, I've heard that before, yeah. So I was doing neo-traditional for, you know, a, a good while. And then when I met Stormy, it was literally like 
she was tattooing before I met her, but she wasn't tattooing consistently. She was tattooing on and off. Right. And I was like, I was the pr- first professional she had ever met in, in ex- like she had been tattooed at shops, but she fucking walk in for a 15 minute tattoo. Can mm-hmm. you say you met the guy? Really? Right. Um, I was the first professional that she actually fucking was new and was messing around with. So, um, I was like, let me like get you up to where I'm at. So I was like, I kind of did a mini apprenticeship with her and I didn't know any better. And I was like, why don't you just, I was always (laughs) sounds of San Francisco. (laughs) Continue. I was always told when you're trying to apprentice someone, tell them to trace Sailor Jerry Flash. I didn't know any better, so I was like, well... So you started tracing with her? I told her, I was like, trace some Sailor Jerry Flash, and I was watching her do it, and I was like, that looks fun as fuck, because it's just such simple, bold designs. Right. So I started tracing it, and I was like, oh, dude, I should tattoo some shit like this. So mm. then I started tattooing some Sailor Jerry Flash, and I was like, this is so much better than neo-traditional, because it takes half the time. I don't have to put all this fucking detail. I don't have to use all these colors. Like, it was just funner. It, the tattoos turned out better, cleaner. Just everything was better about it. Quicker to do, quicker to heal. Yeah. So easier to read. That's when, I, that's when I started transitioning from neo to traditional. Okay. And there was about a year of my early traditional shit where it was clearly traditional based, but I was still using crazy colors. This is where you come in, yes. where I was still trying to figure out what are the colors that I need to be using. Mm. And then... I figured the more the genre of traditional I do now really kind of came from Zach Nelligan and Ivan and Tony Shev who were tattooing in Austin at the same time I was. And I was good friends with Ivan and I would go up there and I would paint it mainstay with them. And I would look around and I'd be like, why does your shit, why do your guys shit look old? My mm. traditional doesn't look old. It looks new, but it's still traditional. And that's when I was like, oh, fuck, well, they only use olive green. They only use muted yellows. They only use s- certain colors. They're not fucking busting out teal right. and purple, you mm-hmm. know? So I started doing that with my shit. And then I took it even a step further because I got this Dizzo book. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why does his shit look so old? And mm-hmm. I was like, wait a second. He uses thin lines. He's fucking lining with like a three. Right. So that's, that's when my style the beginnings of what my style is now came the the muted color palette and the thin lines. And then you're looking at like old George Bruchette and all this like delicate stuff. And you're like, oh, okay. right around that time. Well, the, the thing with the stizzle shit is when I found out, I was like, why is he using thin lines? What's going on here? That's when I started like, oh, I Googled it. And then I was like, that's when I came across older tattoo artists like George, you know, and mm-hmm. fucking all the old cats. Yeah. And, and then that's when I got into the history side of shit and I started doing research and then it just took off from there to where I'm at now. Wow. Yeah. Trip out. So like, I've also seen like an absence of color. Are you trying to take your work back further or just trying to simple as much I'm as going through a goth phase right now mm. in the sense of there are multiple, I, I paint in color. My, I'm a, I really like rules and guidelines and boundaries and i like the concept of definites so i definitely only paint in color i exclusively do not paint in black unless it's a lou albert design but even then because lou albert's there's a book of lou albert stuff that's all black. yeah it's all like the black shapes yeah. and black but because but i only paint in color but then on the opposite end i only tattoo in black mm. right now 
I used to tattoo in color traditional shit, but I just stopped because, you know, it took forever. It cost people a lot of money. Uh, it was very difficult to get photos of, especially at the shop I was at that had shit lighting. Um, and I love the look of consistency. And when you go to my page, or well, at the time, you would see some black tattoos, some color tattoos. It didn't... From a marketing standpoint, it's consistent. It's very consistent. I want all my tattoos, when you look at them in a book next to each they other... They look like your tattoos. Yeah. Um, and I figured what's a better way to do that than to make them all look the same. And there's no change in like, you know, you can see your phases through the pigment you're using at that moment. Like I really like this red the next year, like, Ooh, but this new red. And then, and it looks like, Oh, that's a 2000 whatever red from Nick, you know, and this is a, so I think with black, you don't see as much of that. Yeah. Black just doing all black is, has just been a lot easier. And I could go in on a fucking hour long conversation of why I do all black. I mean, it kind of, pisses people off because they see my paintings in color mm. and they went for that like, they want that and then they hit me up they're like oh yo can you tattoo this on me and i'm like yeah they're black. even more mad that in a year when you're like i'm only tattooing in color now yeah no i tell people <laughs> all, all your flashes color. i tell people all the time it's it's not permanent there's no six months player there's yeah. no way i could go my whole career tattoo in, in black and then i don't use gray right. wash i just use pure black so yes yeah, so 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 i want to get on that so i think um one thing that i've seen is like you know there's that there's that higgs quote about not being stuck in the past right and like carrying on something i love that quote because okay. it's an exact opposite of me exactly so i think that when i when i get these old designs I will study them fresh. I'll study them healed. I'll see, okay, I see what they did, but what if Lyle did that butterfly 15% bigger? If he could look forward at that tattoo <laughs> 50 years later, knowing now what he knew, you know what I mean? Like, so, so it's like, I'll intentionally blow design up a bit bigger, or I'll be like, oh, that needs a little more black, needs a little bit less black. The thing that I love about your tattooing, and the thing that also like irks me, is that it is the old tattoo. And it's so, it's so refreshing to see like, like, damn, you just came out of a fucking time machine. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but it's also like, there's a lot of black in there, Nick. Yeah. Um, I, sometimes I'll have to reel it back. There was a, like a good, I'm still new to this style. I got traditional down. I got old style traditional down. Hmm. Ooh, I think I got all black style traditional down, but mm. there was, a, when I first started doing all black shit, I was still kind of putting in a lot of black and I was like, okay, I got to reel this shit in. Cause it's Cause gonna, it does look fucking rad. It's going to, it's going to be like, a silhouette. Exactly. And some of it is, just, it's going to be a really fucking cool silhouette, but it's still like, ah, oh, that was just like bumped up a little bit or just like a little bit bigger, a little less little, lines. Yeah, exactly. yeah. No. So I, I have to reel it back and I'm, I'm in the process of reeling it back. Actually, one year ago, I, on, there was actually a, one tattoo I did, a definite tattoo, mm -hmm. and my coworker asked me, he was like, what, where do you decide to put your shading? And I don't even know why he was asking it. I think it was like a harmless question, but I was like, I don't know. I just put black as wherever, as, as much as I can until I can't put any more black. <laughs> And then, um, and then it, that question made me completely re. It was like it's crazy. It's just is that one question? I was like, you know, maybe I should chill out and put in as much black. 
And that tattoo was actually one year ago today mm. that I, so as of one year ago today, I have started to consciously make an effort to chill out with the black. And there are still some tattoos that I do yeah. where I'm like, oh, fuck, I, I, I put a little bit too much black in that you just one. just get a little excited. I get a little, but yeah. But yeah. the thing is I tattoo super close. Right. Like I'm like, fucking, so you're not stepping back. And I'm not stepping scene. back and mm. there's no telling me to step back. You're not going to fucking catch me stepping back. Yeah. So it, 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 it's, when you get super close to tattoos, you can do fucking immaculate tattoos, just absolutely perfect tattoos. Right. But you got you to gotta be careful. I don't know, man. Um, it I, makes a lot of sense. Hearing you say that, it makes a lot of sense. I don't use gray wash, and I think one day I might start using gray wash. I think I, some things are better to fade out than blow out, you know? For the longest time, I was super resistant to gray wash because I was like, Percy Waters wasn't using gray wash. Right. And then I realized he probably was. Yeah. Um, I just found out more about history, and I just like, ah, oh, no, they probably they were they were using gray wash. I know they were. Totally. You just get stuck in these like like yeah, you get stuck in these things. But as of right now, I don't have plans on using gray wash, and I don't have plans of using color. So if you ask me to, I will say no. <laughs> but with that being said, if you see a painting of mine that you like on my page and you want to get it tattooed, I tell people all the time: take that painting to someone else and say, do it line for line like this. I don't give a fuck. Is that so? I mean, obviously everything comes from something else. And what we do is like a tradition and it didn't belong to anyone. Anyhow, the reason this guy found it from this guy is because he took it, you know, and we're pirates and it is what it is. But I think there has to be a point, I think, where it's hard to not hold yourself up. Like I painted that. It's, it's not hard for you to like, it's not hard for you to let that go or feel like see it out. And like, it's a big compliment. Um, Especially now, where I'm kind of getting at in my career. Because um, maybe those people wouldn't have got it by you anyways. They're like wherever they're at. Or, yeah. They're you already going to steal it. Halfway, so might as well like be okay with letting go of it. Somebody's halfway across the world. I don't, I don't care. Even if somebody was like in my neighborhood. I just, ah, fuck man, I have a hard... I'm, like I said, I'm in that period of my life, those, those, that couple month phase where I just don't really mm. care about arguing with anything right now. And once it's out there, it's like kind of public property. It's yeah, there. You um, know? If you don't want to influence people, you shouldn't put it out there and, and show it off. Yeah, but I take it as a big compliment. I see people all the time. Obviously, I do my changes to yes. these old designs. I'll add something, you know, I'll fucking like this design right here with the, mm. the tiger and the snake. Maybe I would add a fucking claw and a hand, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I see someone who does that same design with the claw in the hand. I was like, oh, they got it from me. They didn't get it from the original. But you got it from him. And he yeah. Got it from and, I, it, but, and that's the thing. I don't care. I'm, you know what I do when I see people that copy my interpretations of an old design? It's their interpretation of my interpretation. Hmm. I like it, and I comment on it. And I'm like, you did a great job, if they did a good job. It's really mature. But I'm not going to. Because it's a fucking compliment. It's like, dude, they liked my shit enough. To be like, yo, I'll fucking, I'll, I'd tattoo it just like that. I wouldn't, I don't, I don't see a need to change that shit. Nick did I think so a good. lot of it too is like, even if a tattooer does want to hold himself up and not do something like that, I think when you come to like uh, stealing or copying, I don't think it's the tattooer's 
80% of the time, it's the clients. Like clients only come in with pictures of other people's shit. It's all they want is someone else's stuff. Oh yeah, dude. I'd be, I, I like, I'll fucking copy shit today. I just won't post it. Like the other day I did a Sean from Texas design. Yeah. It was a busy Saturday. This fucking chick came in and I just fucking hit it in that Thermofax line for line. Sean from Texas. <laughs> and I saw it. And Nick she from Texas. Like, she was like, it looks just like the original. And I was like, you want to know why? Cause it's I, the original. it's line for line. I, you see that warp? That's the side of the arm bending. <laughs> yeah. No, I did fix that. Cause there, there was a horizon line right. and I was like, I was like, could I get away with not even fucking fixing the warp? And I was like, no, that right. horizon line yeah. isn't straight. So I had to straighten that out. But yeah, man, I did it line for line. I don't care. I'm not going to post it though. I have a client. Um, and he now, he now gets tattooed by me a lot. And he, he was watching my videos and stuff, and he wasn't really aware of, of tattooing. And I think he stumbled across my channel, was watching videos like that, went into a shop for the first time. I think he had one tattoo years ago, right? And, um, you know, they're like, oh, you know, like, what do you want to do? He's like, oh, I don't know. I, like, what do you like? He's like, oh, I like Wayne. And they're like, oh, who's that? So it's this guy. I love this one. They're like, okay, cool. And they like, and they photocopy the thing and okay. they start tracing exactly the same. But his intentions weren't to go and like steal or take. Like he was just like, this is what I like. And they're like, cool, yeah, we'll do that. And so they do like my design on him, but they do like a portrait of this traditional design. Like every negative space, that's filled in fucking white. Yeah. That's gray. <laughs> Hourly, like a solid, saturated, like bizarre, you know? And it was like, that's and then, tight. And after that, you went back and he's like, I like this one now. I like this one now. And I, I don't think he understood or foreseen him being able to get tattooed by me for whatever reason. And then he had actually hit up a friend of mine to get one of my designs by him. And he's like, what do you want to get? He's like, I want to get this. He's like, oh, that's, that's my boy Wayne. He's like, oh, yeah, I love him, this and that. He's like, why don't you get tattooed by him? Oh, I don't know. Like, and at this point, he realized he has like five Wayne tattoos. He doesn't want to come in with a bunch of bootleg That's tats. so sick. So then, so he goes and he... <laughs> So, so my friend Ozzy's like, like, fuck that. Go to Wayne. Wayne's going to do that tattoo, you know? And then so Ozzy gives him like an Ozzy tat. He gives him his thing. And he comes in and pokes in the door. He's all excited. And, and I was like, oh, he got some stuff on you, you know? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. What do you got? He's like, oh, I got, I got this one. And I was like, oh, cool. Who did that one? He's like, he's like, you did. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, right. You know, so I recognized it, but it was... It, I don't remember doing it, but at a glance, that's my design, right? And then he's like, you do this one and this one. And, this. and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I was like, so you just like take my designs and like get them done by other people? And he's like, and I don't think he'd ever, other than Ozzy telling him it and then him coming to me, I don't think he'd ever hit like, oh, you know? Yeah. And then so after that, he, he came to me and, to get my designs. But even then, he exclusively wanted stuff that I'd already done. I saw you do this one. I want this one. Like, yeah, well, they came in and looked through this stack of papers. Like, like, and that's cool. I'll do it. But like, you're here in person. Like, look through the stuff in person that you don't get to see online. Let's hang out, you know? Yeah. And then like, don't be afraid to be the one that other people want to copy. Let's, you know? And so and so now it's looser and more comfortable. And he, he gets tattooed by me all the time. And I definitely... There was a split second where I did want to, I did feel a bit upset. Like I felt like a bit taken, but then I quickly realized like, like, no, like this dude's like stoked. Like, like I should be stoked. Like it is what it is. At least he's coming to me now. You know yeah. what I mean? And so it's like, you know, I tease him a little bit for it, you know, and it's all good fun. But I mean, I can't imagine like, I mean, I can only imagine that that's all the time. I just got. It's just that's the happy ending. I got to meet the guy and tattoo him. I yeah. Guess. But how many people are out there walking around with 
white filled in Wayne tats out in the world. You know what I mean? That's, no, that's I've never heard. Or your that. tats are even more black. They are silhouettes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's uh it's out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can't choose who sees it and you can't choose who's your fan and you can't choose um it's out there. You put it out there and you gotta be be prepared for where it goes, I suppose. Yeah. You gotta yeah. let go of it, you know? Yeah, I think that's um I, but I do understand, you know, when someone is like a true original and like they do feel like, you know, I, I made this thing and now someone else is taking my thing. I can, I can see how people feel that way. Yeah. I mean, I'm not calling those people losers. Like I'm not, my most recent like revelation in life is that everybody comes at things from different approach. Yes. Like I tattoo in a shop full of artistic guys. It's not a traditional shop. I tattoo in a realism shop. My boss, Rember, is one of the most famous realism artists in the world. All the traditional guys listening to this are going to be like, who the fuck is Rember? Yeah. But if you go to... Look him up. Nico Hurtado, or you go to fucking any other big name realism cat, they're going to be like, oh yeah, Rember's fucking tight. Right. And it's kind of a throwback because I don't fucking tattoo. I'm the only traditional guy at the shop, and I'm like hyper traditional. Like if you're going to have a traditional guy, you know. Yeah. It's fucking it. So it's, um, I don't, I don't, but everybody I walk with has tattoos for completely different reasons than I do. Uh, some of them don't even have tattoos. I walk with tattoo artists that do not have tattoos. That's weird. It is weird. And when I first got hired, I was like, what the fuck? How mm. can you even do that? But then I realized to some people, tattooing is just another medium of art, like oil painting or pastel. I don't agree with that pr- approach. I don't think that but that's could, not your approach. But to that's have. that's I don't I don't agree with it. Just because I don't agree with it doesn't mean they they don't either. Hundred percent. Um, and that's been kind of like my recent thing is it's like that with fucking everything, not just tattoos. With everything, people do different things for different reasons. So the same reason that someone tattoos because. It's just another art art medium, and they mastered oil painting, so now they want to master tattooing. You know, there are people like me that tattoo because they want to preserve the past and cosplay like they're born a hundred years ago. You know, yeah. whatever the fuck it may be. Um, so I've be I've become a lot less judgmental of people that do shit differently than me, and I feel like a lot of traditional tattooers have a, get a bad rep because they're like, if it's not bold and traditional you're doing it wrong mm. and if you go what to tradition you fall in what era you know yeah and it's like you know walking alongside Rember, i have seen he is continuing continually i don't know i've just mispronounced it he has showed me multiple times that shit that i thought was impossible and wouldn't hold up does hold up because he has been tattooing for longer than me. Mm. And I fucking, this lady came in the other day. She had like a 10-year-old portrait by Rembrandt. It was like this big. And it just was beautiful. Just looked so fucking good. And there was all these white highlights. And I was 10 years old. In, tw- in 10 more years, it might have a little less white highlights. But it won't be fucking absolute shit. Like, right. Well, there's like, I think a big misconception people have, and, and I've learned this as well, is like, you know, people don't understand the application of tattooing. They think that the genre, the style is it. So like I had someone literally tell me, um, you know, I think uh, day before yesterday that, you know, I have this one done and it was like um, a beetle and a scorpion and I had this one done and it was a seahorse and they're done by different people. Are they using a different black? Like I want to know what black he's using. 
And I'm like, and I'm like, and they both did traditional. And I'm like, I'm like, no, that's a thicker line weight and that's a thinner line weight. You know, less ink over less surface area is going to appear to be less dark, just like a thin black marker or a thin black marker or a pencil line or mark, thin, yeah. you know? And, and, and they're like, oh, okay. And like, but why is it so blacker? I'm like, well, they're watering down their ink. They're like, they're watering down their ink? And I'm like, yeah, they're making it into a wash of gray. And then it's going to fade out. So they're making a more delicate, light tattoo. I'm like, well, why would they do that? They assume because I'm a woman, I want something delicate. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, that's their style. You went to that person to get something delicate. You just didn't see a difference until you wore it, you know? But I think people think like, well, I got a traditional tattoo. Why is it not dark? Like, and it's like, how do you know that you even got a traditional tattoo? And just because you got a traditional tattoo doesn't mean it's a good tattoo. Like, there's traditional tattoos that look like shit now and will forever. Or ones that look great today that will look like shit one day. Every style, you know, it's aging in our skin, you know? And I think that there are tattoo styles that have more longevity than others. And I think that I, I try to steer towards that. But I think um, people will almost take it as an absolute. Like, this genre, safe bet. And yeah. it's like, well, maybe oh, it's yeah. too small, maybe it's too much black, or maybe, you know. But I think, um, how could they know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's, how could they know? I don't even know. And this is what I do for a fucking living. This right. is, I'm literally, you know, being taught that what I was told, you know, couldn't hold up, does hold up. And, you know, who's to say it'll hold up for 20, 50 more fucking years? I don't fucking know. But mm. in 50 years, who cares? Right. It's like... <sighs> I think it's like a t-shirt. It's like, you know, you get a cool t-shirt. Well, I'm going to dig it for like a year or two. But in 50 years, am I still going to want that t-shirt? Am right. I still going to think, oh, man, if this t-shirt's not as black as the day I got it. It's like tattoos like that, man. It's like, yeah, you know, that tattoo's going to look like shit in 50 years. But I promise you in 50 years, that person won't even give a shit about if the tattoo looks mm. good or not. It's I guess such I, a long fucking time. It's man. true. I guess I push for, um, like, I push for, you know you know, obviously longevity, right? But also like, I guess more so like, um, like, is it gonna be a, a cool silhouette? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, this panther pose is gonna be more iconic and, and more of like, that's a panther if it's, if it's just a silhouette, you know, than a crouched over, bent, really cool, neat, different one. Like, what's more like, um, what's got more longevity, I suppose, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. A yeah, it's 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 tough for sure. Yeah. Um but whatever. Yeah. So our meter's running up soon. How much time we have left? Oh, okay. Got I'll push you a little bit. A little bit. We'll bring it around. So so we're so what's the name of the spot you're tattooing at right now? Right like right now the shop not that we're in. Oh, I'm like, geez. Uh, I tattooed at Dark Age Tattoo. Yeah. How long have you been there now? I've been here for, there Three for months? two years. Three months. <laughs> no, two years. <laughs> two years. It's a good change. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's nice. There have been, I've gotten in trouble a lot. Yeah. Um, but I don't quit on the dime of a hat anymore. So. That's awesome. And so, like, does everyone, I see that you have, like, a room. Does everyone have, like, rooms that are, like... No. Um, they gave me my own room because I'm so annoying. That yeah. they just needed to fucking get Put him me. over there. No. Um, Stick him in the china cabinet. We have, it's a three, <laughs> it's a three story shop. Uh, the bottom story is a large room with like a bunch of tattooers. Then uh, the middle story is the same thing. And then the upper story is four private rooms mm. um, with multiple tattoo artists. I'm the only, there's only one other guy that has a 
completely private room, which is me and then this guy Capone. The other mm -hmm. two rooms upstairs are split between two people. How do you like tattooing in your own little world like that? Does it kind of help? It's or super tight. Um, it helps me complete my illusion of being an old time tattooer, which a lot of people uh, love. Stepping back a bit. Sl love slash hate. Uh, it's, it's people, some people get it. Some people do you don't. think it's just like your, your appearance doesn't fit the bill, you know, like just like, especially with the cosplay thing, like the photo, it's like, that doesn't fit. Something's out of something's It's like time travel photo. Like he's Capcom would want to hang out with him in front of that. Yeah. Shop. Um, no, uh, I think it, it depends. So if I went back in time to like 1890, I would definitely be the sideshow tattooed man slash wild man. Uh, I can see that. I could, with the long dreads and the heavy modification, I could definitely play the part of a mm -hmm. native islander, mm -hmm. um, you know, brought back to America for exhibit. So actually, even with the way I look, it still would have had a place back then. I like that. Um, you just got to understand it from that approach. Do you think so, like, with you catching some heat, like, I know about a year ago there was, like, some really respected tattooers and I don't know how it happened, but someone was, I think, I think they gave you a little shit. Like, who is this dude? Like, and I think it was probably cause of the photos. Yeah. That one, that whole situation. What was that? Um, well to address it, you know, all in all, like a year later, cause in the moment, you know, it's still going down. Um, I've been called out multiple times throughout my career. You're not a good tattoo artist unless you get called out at least once. Uh, you know, but that was probably like the biggest time, you know, every time I get called out, that's, that and that's was, not just local scratcher. That's yeah. Like, that yeah. was the one that was like, that got me a lot of followers. <laughs> yeah. I was, um, was going to say, I think that did. And also the way you handled the way you handled it, I think people were like, okay, like these people are kind of being a little bit bullies. So from this dude just loves tattooing. So to easily explain it, what happened was I'm assuming this guy came across my page. I don't know that tattoo artist. I've never followed him. I've never seen his walk. I've never even heard of the guy. Mm -hmm. He came across my page somehow. I don't know how, but Instagram. Right. I guess he saw my page and got bent out of shape. He saw the photos and was like, what the fuck? What is this? Does this young kid think he's doing? How the fuck can this kid think he's so old school? There's this no is my culture. There's no fucking way he could be this old school and this young. Right. It has to be fake. It's a front. Mm. It's not true. It's just a look. It's a facade. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I know it's like, it is what it is. And he got real bent out of shape and, you know, posted me and was like, this isn't what tattooing's about. And I'm like, no. Just to let everyone know, absolutely everything I post on my page, down from a painting I do, down to a tattoo I do, to a photo I post is exactly what they would have done a hundred years ago. I cannot stress that enough. Even the sailor photos. Cannot stress that enough. Yeah, it seems cheesy now, but that's But that's, that's what, what it was. was. That's why I do it. People are like, recreate old designs. That's traditional. I take it a step further and recreate other things that they were doing outside of just flash and tattoos. I dress like them. I take photos like them. I advertise myself like them. I make business cards like them. I use machines and tools. I don't use plastic. I use all glass. Like, yeah, it's, it's almost like when you go to a Disney world and you go to fucking the Harry Potter ride, everyone is dressed like they're in Harry Potter. You could pull out a movie camera 
and film it. And you could just throw it in a Harry Potter scene if you take out all the people. You're living it. That's what I want to do. And people are like, oh, that's gimmicky. That's so gimmicky. And I'm like, you don't understand. Tattooing, historically, is a career built by showmen and gimmicks. In its purest and earliest form, tattooing is one of the most... World famous, and then you become world famous. Besides magicians, tattooing is one of the most gimmicky careers. Right. You know, Shane Enholm had a real good video of, he's like, quit normalized tattooing. Quit making it seem like just another blue collar job. It's fucking not. It's like, and I was like, no, I agree with that. I love that. And, and you know, and, and this is where that, what I was saying earlier, where people do things. Some people do get into tattooing because to them, it's just another blue collar job. Mm. I'm not mad at that. But don't get mad at me because I don't treat tattooing like another blue collar job. I do treat it like it's a, a, a show. Uh, uh, that's, that's, what, that's what makes it fun for me. Don't yeah. fucking, you know, bust my balls. Well, it's like a sales job slash technician job slash, slash yeah. performance art. So when people saw when he saw the sailor photo, he probably was like, you know, I don't know what he was thinking. Um, but the, the sailor photo in specific. It's a little silly. God, no, like it, it. it was, it's silly, but that's what I like. Cause I think tattoo artists these days can take themselves too serious. And it's like, yeah, I think, I think that's maybe what pissed a lot of people off is cause my maybe shit, th- maybe they thought that you weren't taking it serious. They, my shit can have a campy vibe to it. It can be a little goofy. It can be a little silly. I'll, I'll poke fun at myself, but it's, that's just how I am. And with the sailor photo, that's what tattoo artists did back then. You know, I yeah. can, you know, they're, they're, they were literally, there's like this tattoo artist named Jack uh, Tryon or Tyron, depending on how you want to pronounce it. And his business card is just him in a sailor hat. Yeah. And, you know, there were multiple guys where they're just dressed up as sailors. Some of them were actually sailors, some not. It I was, think people just want to, like, know how to hate you, and they want to know what box to fit you in. And I think that you're trying so hard to be in this box, but you clearly stick out in that box. Like you don't look like the sailor in the, on the old photo. So I think people are like thrown off by it, puzzled by it, confused by it, and then mad about it. Cause they don't know how else to react about it. Cause they don't know, you don't know your humor. And I think, I think maybe they just see, you know, I think they're just confused. I think angry. a lot of what bothers people about me is mm-hmm. just my, um, Cause a lot of people probably saw your page, but huh? Let's see what's oh, 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 Samuel Riley, oh, oh, oh Ben Corday, oh, you, I didn't know that about about oh shit, I'm learning so much. Page, oh, I did that big ass painting. Okay, yeah, you know, what? Oh, fuck it, follow him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I think it was like it was good publicity. It, it puts you on in a way that like people are paying attention, and when people can like you know look at it. Um, from a non-biased perspective, then you're like, I don't see what's going on. This kid's creative. You know? I think a lot of people are, I think a, a, a lot of that post was about my age too. A lot of people, yes. I think what a lot of people are mad about is that I'm a young tattooer that is unapologetically loud and Especially boisterous. I think, I think, you know, people hear this like, like, um, openly about your past. Like, you know, I think the difference that I've learned in tattooing, like I came in both ways. I scratched out of the pad. I also went through an apprenticeship so I can relate on both ends. But I think what, what any person tattooing today for a professional is in common is that they were, they shouldn't have been doing this and they're doing it. You know, your first tattoo wasn't good, even out of your apprenticeship, you know? And I think that there's so many things that should have stopped you. It's like, Tattooers are, are not wanters, they're doers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that 
I think there are so many things, so many fucking endless reasons. And I think the older you get, you'll look back and go, I can't believe I was fucking doing that, you know? <laughs> but, but you were doing that. And you're still, whatever you're doing now, you're doing that. And that's why you're doing it. And I think that, um, I think that, you know, I think people, um, I think that that's it's scary for people to wrap their head around like that risk and, and people just like living this crazy job. You know what I mean? And I think that, I think, yeah, it's the age thing. Yeah. I, 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 a lot of, a lot of it was age. A lot of it was like, cause if I, if I'm still doing this in 20 years, nobody's going to fucking say shit. It was almost like a flashback of your past. What, what, that's exactly what it was. What, um, what I, what I've noticed is because you've heard it all before and you're like, Oh, it's happening again. Yeah. It's like, I had to prove myself to get into tattooing and then I had to prove myself Staying to get in. into traditional tattooing. Yeah. I had to prove myself to get into the history side of thing. I don't care that some dude that I don't know or never met doesn't like the way I look. And you know, the whole time I was messaging him behind the scenes we were talking back and forth, uh, briefly, not, we didn't have long conversations, but I was like, you know, I think if you, I think if you actually knew me or you met me, you would you would get it a little bit more, or you Just would kind of judging a book. You would not take it so serious, but yeah, he went about it in a very negative way. His and his wife was tripping. She was like leaving all kinds of crazy comments. So what came of it? So like, did did any of these initial people did they ever come back around and become something positive? Did you uh, I got a lot of followers from it. All those guys, the big the big name tattooers that were like. People are like, oh, these big name tattoos are shitting on you, dude. What do you think right, about right. that? I'm like, I don't care. Who? I didn't see any people that I was fucking worried about. What big names? I'm sorry. This is going to piss some people off. But I was just not. I was like, if, if Birchett comes back to life and leaves a comment, then maybe I'll start sweating. Mm-hmm. But if, like, dude, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. You know, I, I'm glad that you think you're a veteran because you've been tattooing for 20 fucking years. But. I know people that have been tattooing for like 50, 60 years that fucking love everything I do. And they're, they tell me you're exactly what this, what they need. You know, you get these 20 year old tattoo artists or, you know, 20 year, 30 year tattooers and they bitch about the young generation and they're like, Oh, these young kids don't know their history. They don't know shit. They don't respect anybody. The second you get one that does respect this shit and they know their history, they might need even know more history than you do. Now you're fucking mad because you're now you're calling. Oh, that's fake. He, there's no way. That's. I think it comes back to like echoes from the past, though. I think it's like I think that they were told that, you know, and and now that they've made it to this point where now they can tell someone that. Same with the apprenticeship. Same with the big brother picking on the younger brother because he was picked on by. I'm not brother. like. I think that. it's just it's just it's just that's the that's what people do. I put an end to that, and I'm not the kind of kid that gets abused by my dad, so I'm gonna abuse my kid. No, right. I recognize that. And I'm like, nah, that's fucked up. And I'm not going to do that to the younger generation. So just because they were, you know, told that you can't be sure about where your career's at when you're young. And, you know, I am young and I still don't know if this is where I'll be at in 20 years. But I'm not worried about that. You know, I'm not. I'm just doing my thing, man. And right yeah, now, fine. right now, where I'm at in my career, I want to recreate to the T from the way I dress to the, what I call myself, professor York, how they would have done in the year 1891. You're a method tattooer. I'm a method tattooer. And, (laughs) and if you, if you think that's gimmicky and you think tattoo artists shouldn't be gimmick sideshow, one, learn your trade, learn the history. And then two, understand that at one point tattooing was like that. 
And at one point it wasn't like that. Which, which way do you want to go? Exactly. Because at, at one point tattooing was just another trade, which is perfectly fine. I have some tattoo artists that I, old tattoo artists that I love, where to them tattooing was just a day job. Yep. And then there are some tattoo artists that I fucking love that to them tattooing was like, was literally being in the circus. Yeah. Um, the, the, the one thing that I cannot wrap my head around is being a grown up and being genuinely upset or bothered by something that other people are doing enough to make a post about it. Mm. That's where I'm like, you're insane. Unless it's something like I made a post recently about a tattoo school in, in Dallas starting up. Right. I did get up in arms about that. But at that time I was also feeling very argumentative and I don't know if I would make that same post today. I don't agree with tattoo schools, but I, there are certain things getting upset about. If you find out there's a child molester in your fucking neighborhood, yeah, get upset about that. If you find out that there's a tattoo school opening up, I'm not worried that that tattoo school is going to create the next me. None of those kids are going to be, are going to go by professor and do what I do. They're all going to be realism artists. I almost, that's like none of those kids. Cause they're all art school kids. Yeah. So I'm good. I'm not worried about them taking my fucking money. What I'm worried about is these, they're just being told bullshit, which is you don't here's they're just being sold a degree from a school that yeah. is not worth anything i think the nature of tattooing today anyways is is like there was a point where being a tattooer was enough you tattoo whoa yeah you yeah. need to be a good tattooer and now being a good tattooer isn't enough and i think that if you can't keep up it's because you're just not you're not paying attention you ain't left behind and so whether it's like having an instagram having a style having a niche having the way you talk or walk or dress or post that's what you have to do on Instagram. And you can complain about the olden days. It's not the fucking olden days. You know what I mean? It's like things have changed, you know? And I think that, you know, I can't stop anyone from coming in. Fuck tattoo schools. But like, what, what am I going to do about it? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's tough um, saying what I'm saying in the sense of. Because easy to feel like, like, oh, I can't change anything. But it's like, no. Freddie changed something. Yeah. Like if everyone does band together, like if these people want to tattoo and look up to these people and all these people say, this is the way you need to do it. And then the people say, oh, well, it's gatekeeping. It's this and that. It's like, well, you should have known the fucking password. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess long story short, um, if you're going to get upset about something to make a public post, make sure it's something good and not just because you came across a kid's page and he called himself professor. Right. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But... Well, hey, we need to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. But I love sitting down, and I think I think your story is very unique. You know what I mean? And I Thank think you. I think you're very unique, and I think um, I've known you for some time, but like I've wanted to sit down and like and hear, just you know, it's like you see people like I wonder what's going on in there. You know what I mean? Like your Instagram particularly stands out to me. You know? Thank you. I want to hear why you're doing what you're doing and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I'm really grateful I got to hang out. It's Thank cool. you. I think. Uh I think meeting me in person adds a new dynamic because a lot of people see me online and think I'm super serious and that I take myself seriously. And that's why I post occasionally memes or I'll make occasionally stupid posts like me standing in front of a shop front with Coleman yeah. because I need to remind people that I don't take myself as seriously as my page might lead you to believe and that I am just still a 23-year-old kid and I'll fuck up and I'll say something stupid to the wrong person. 
and get called out for it. And uh, that's all. It, that's what it's all about. Is what it is. I'll know. probably keep doing it when I'm 45. Say yeah. something stupid and get called out. <laughs> well, I'll be paying attention and watching. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, dude.